Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Moss, and you're listening to On the Money, the June 11th uh, chapter of this radio show. I am the president at Embassy National Bank, and we are brought to you by Embassy National Bank. Um, Because Embassy is so future-looking, uh, we like to have cutting-edge topics on this sub- on this uh, show, and uh, we're really excited to have uh, Mr. Brian Crone. He is the CFO of BitPay, Inc., which is an Atlanta-based company, and uh, they process Bitcoin uh, for merchants and consumers. Brian, uh, real excited to have you here today. Thanks you for having me, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here, and look forward to our conversation. Yeah, we... Uh, we want to talk about uh, your company. We want to talk about Bitcoin since there's um, some people are struggling with what it all means and what it means to them and will it help them, et cetera. And um, just full disclosure, we do bank BitPay and we're proud to, to say that they're a really good customer of ours. And uh, um, it's been a real good relationship with us. And um, I'm glad Brian's, Brian's here with us. Um, Brian, talk about BitPay, what, what it is, how, when it got started, what do you do? And let's just start with that, and then we'll sure. go from questions. Sure. So BitPay uh, was the original thought be- behind our two co-founders, Stephen Pear and Tony Gallippi, back in, I believe, 19, uh, 2011, maybe even a little earlier than that. But they had been reading up on cryptocurrencies, and, and Stephen is our cryptocurrency expert, and, and Tony is uh, the sales marketing guy. And and they had put their heads together back then about you know, creating a business that used Bitcoin technology um, to allow merchants to accept payments. And it really took off from there. So uh, they went to work on building a platform and getting a few customers on board. And you know, by the end of 2012, they were well underway to receiving some funding, some seed funding, and um, a merchant base of about 1,000 merchants. And from there, uh, it's it's grown quite nicely. And now, Stephen and Tony are Georgia Tech boys. Is that correct? They're both Georgia Tech graduates. Correct. Okay. And you come from you yourself come from a technology background. I do. I've been a CFO or a controller from a number of companies here in Atlanta, um, both storage related, uh, ERP. Um, I did do a five year stint in the medical device field uh, with a Swedish company, which. Brought me great exposure to international treasury management, and um, it was really knowing the pains of that kind of business that really had great implications for Bitcoin. That's interesting. Um, let's let's stop for a minute and um, talk about. You mentioned the phrase cryptocurrency. Sure. What is a cryptocurrency? How would you define that for the layman? The layman, uh, cryptocurrency or digital currency is is really a a counterfeit proof currency. Um, you know, we thought that gold was the most counterfeit proof, but, but, you know, that could be counterfeited. It's, it's even more counterfeit proof than gold, um, which is why we think it has great utility, uh, for payments, for, in some instances, you know, monetary value or other uses of the protocol, Bitcoin. And it exists only, how does it, it's not, it doesn't exist in a physical form. It doesn't. It's a, it's a digital currency. So what we are working with here is a, a algorithm that, that essentially says that units or Bitcoin will be um, 
you know, available on this public ledger. If you think of Bitcoin as a protocol, like HTTP is to internet, um, that's what it is. It's a ledger in the cloud, and all you have here are uh, units of, of value within that ledger. And based on people's buying and selling or what they're willing to pay for those coins, they have value. Uh, the, the beauty of it as, as a currency is that you can send payment worldwide in a matter of seconds, which you cannot do today. Well, that's the I want to save that topic because that's the big value to a merchant is how that sure. affects a settlement process. How many merchants do you have online now? Today we're over 35,000, and we started again with uh, 1,000 just at the end of 2012. By the end of 2013, we were just over 20,000, and we've added you know, another 10, 15,000 uh, early part of this year. So wow. we're growing That's... quite quickly. What and how many? Uh, how do you measure? Do you measure uh, dollars going through the network, or how do you measure sure. your volume? Yeah, we we pin everything to a dollar. So when the a Bitcoin is used as a form of payment, it is immediately you know, uh, pegged to a U.S. dollar value. Um, so we track uh, in our business the number of transactions that we do each month and the dollar value of those transactions, regardless of whether they're going to be paid out in Bitcoin or Euro or Canadian dollar. Everything first starts from a USD base. And what is your monthly volume that flows through BitPay now? Uh, we're doing roughly uh, three thirty to 40,000 transactions, which represents you know roughly 30, 40 million. Wow. Wow, those, transactions. Those are big numbers. Sure. How many uh, countries are you in? We are in an international company. The beauty of Bitcoin is it is a borderless payment system. So we are truly a, a international company. We've um, expanded into the Netherlands. That's where our European headquarters is. So we are able to push out euro uh, payments throughout the entire SEPA eurozone. Uh, we are also uh, established in Canada, so we we have a local banking relationship there, and here, of course, in the U.S. and U.S. dollars. Other countries that we're we're not in yet, uh, we were able to do wire transfers to, but we we try to establish a payment mechanism that is very cost effective uh, before we you know, well let's get into those areas. Well, let's let's talk about that because I if if I am a merchant and I and I accept I tell you okay I accept Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And I want BitPay to handle that for me. Um, how does that How does that work? Right. So for merchants, it's it's a uh, it really is a, a risk free proposition to accept Bitcoin, and especially if you partner with a company like ours, uh, we make this a very easy process to be onboarded and up and running. So for a merchant uh, or for a buyer, rather, you would we would sit alongside a PayPal or a Visa Mastercard uh, button at checkout. Uh, if you want to use your Bitcoin to pay, you'd simply click that button, and that transaction would be routed to us. We then settle the merchant in the currency that they wish to be denominated in the next day. So, uh, if it's if it's U.S. dollars that the merchant wants, we 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 take in the Bitcoin and um, settle them in dollars the next day. Now, when you say you settle the next day, that's when they get their money, and that's the same with Visa and MasterCharge, right? That is correct. All right, so they get their money the next day, but you actually do the exchange based on the value of Bitcoin at that moment. Is that true as well? That is not true. We really actually uh, we take in Bitcoin seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and, and which is nice because we're getting the, the, the different pricing points. But as a business, what we do is allocate 
we work on an allocation. We, we don't sell the actual Bitcoin that are coming in from a buyer that bought something from a merchant and then turn around and send those, you know, related dollars back to the merchant. We maintain an asset allocation. So we have money in local currencies staged around the world, ready to settle merchants, uh, immediately in the currencies that they've chosen. Okay. Um, this is Joe Moss. You're listening to On the Money. Uh, courtesy of Embassy National Bank, and we are talking today with Brian Cohn of BitPay here in Atlanta, and they are a processor of Bitcoin. So they will uh, uh, allow a merchant to accept Bitcoin uh, from a customer but be able to settle up in dollars or whatever currency that they want. So um, we're excited to be talking about this. Um, now, you're, you're a lot cheaper than Visa and MasterCharge, aren't you? We are. I mean, the, the, the price to process payments on the Bitcoin network is, is vastly inexpensive compared to the, the current system, which is one of the you know, uh, selling points for merchants. And I think there are three of them that makes Bitcoin a compelling reason to, to take Bitcoin. Um, one of them is exactly that. It's the fees. The fees that we charge are 1% a transaction fee, and it goes down from there. So if you're processing, uh, you know, 300, 400 transactions a month, you may want to go on one of our SaaS model pricing plans that says you pay $30.300 or some custom amount flat fee per month, and then it's all you can eat after that. You process basically for free. No other payment system can touch that. That's amazing. And the other good thing is that once you take that Bitcoin, there is no dispute, is it? That's right. So when with Bitcoin, it's the first payment system that has no counterparty risk. So when you pay something, it's a push. It's just like when you send an email or send a text. No one can pull that from you. You have to send it. And when you're sending Bitcoin, um, you need to be you know, sure that you're working with a reputable merchant. And social media has gone a long way to help people feel comfortable working with merchants that they don't you know, physically know or are in front of. But at any rate, the um, that that's that that's what makes it compelling for merchants because there's no chargeback fraud risk. So when you, they receive a payment, they're guaranteed that they have the payment and they feel confident that they can ship their product and know that it, that payment won't be reversed. And once they're once the Bitcoin is verified, either through the the process that they use, they know it's good funds at that point. Correct. The the the. The mer merchant is notified almost instantaneously that once a purchase or a buyer pushes Bitcoin, but then it does take a, a bit longer for the confirmation process to go through. Um, but immediately after the, the buyer has sent the Bitcoin, their invoice turns green showing it's, it's been sent. So, you know, it, we have not seen many transactions be, you know, I don't say reverse, but, but, but canceled after that, that initial read. Uh, but it could happen, which is why we like to wait six confirmations before we actually settle to the vendor, which, you know, since we're paying the next day, that's very doable. Yeah. Um, now, if a, if, a, if a business here in the U.S. is, is doing business overseas and has to uh, either buy product or send product, sounds to be a whole lot easier than letters of credit and wire transfers for which we charge a lot of money. So it sounds like a really good way to settle up with uh, an overseas merchant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the the real reason that I think that Bitcoin will will as a payment system will succeed. 
you're opening now international trade avenues to merchants that previously couldn't take payment from people in other countries. You have people coming here with dollars, uh, landing in, in, a, in an airport, buying up goods and, and putting them in a suitcase and flying back with them because no one would accept their credit card in the country that they live in, maybe because they you know, live amongst, amongst some bad actors. Here now, uh, a person in one of those areas, the you know, unbanked even, uh, can purchase goods and services over the internet, pay for them, and receive them. And the merchant is confident that, again, they've been paid. It won't be a, a fraudulent chargeback scenario and ship the, the product or service immediately to the, the buyer. Okay. Um, if, as a consumer, why should I buy Bitcoin? Why, sure. A typical consumer, why do they buy Bitcoin? Well, you know, in the United States, we have a lot of payment options. And in, in, today for us uh, in, in the U.S., there probably isn't a, a lot of really good compelling reasons other than if merchants are accepting Bitcoin, they can charge lower amounts for the products or services they're selling. So in the event that you're a buyer here in the U.S. and, and you're working with a merchant that accepts Bitcoin and they're willing to give you a discount because they are seeing much reduced chargeback progress, they're seeing much reduced credit card processing fees. And oh, by the way, they've probably increased their top line because now they're able to ship everywhere in the world. Um, you may be able to take advantage as a consumer uh, of the, some discounts there. But but outside the U.S. where you have the unbanked and underbanked and and um, countries where you know they don't want to hold on to the, the local currency, like in Argentina, uh, this this makes good sense for them. Um, they also are able to send money back home for far less money than even could be contemplated using the current rail system. Well, you know, fifty percent of it's estimated that fifty percent of uh, the U.S. is underbanked or mm. non-banked. So, um, are are the non-banked here in the U.S. Buying Bitcoin as well? There are. I mean, uh, we 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 are we have signed up a number of good merchants here on our platform at BitPay. One of them uh, being Tiger Direct. So it's an electronics store, and, um, and we have a lot of individuals buying goods and serve or goods from them. Um, there are a number of other providers that we have or merchants on our platform, and yes, I, I would say that. Uh, it is gaining popularity. We, in fact, pay uh, a percentage of our employees, all of our employees, some part of their net pay in Bitcoin so that they have it on their digital wallet and are able to to use it to buy things. Um, now, it when I buy Bitcoin, how do I physically buy Bitcoin? Sure. You know, it's important to know that BitPay is not um, an exchange. We are simply you don't a merchant. Sell Bitcoin. We do not. We are a merchant acquirer. We're much like a, a thesis or a first data. When you buy a ticket with Delta and use your credit card, that transaction is routed to a first data. They clear and settle Delta the next day. Very similar situation for BitPay, uh, only with Bitcoin. As a individual, if you're looking to buy Bitcoin, there are a number of ways you can do it. There are Bitcoin exchanges that you would send dollars to and in exchange get Bitcoin uh, for a fee, of course. And then there are Bitcoin ATMs that are popping up across the U.S. where you scan your QR code on your phone and put dollars into the machine and it over the internet obviously puts uh, the, the Bitcoin in your wallet. Do they take debit cards, these machines, and, or do you have to put cash in? No, not today. It's, it's, it's cash. And the reason is, is just what we were talking about with the problem with credit cards. If you charge Bitcoin on your credit card, you get the Bitcoin. Now you dispute the charge. You know, who's left holding yeah, the bag? Good point. I hadn't, <laughs> hadn't thought of that. Um, so th there has been a little bad press 
with Bitcoin over the years. I guess it's uh, at one point it, it was one of the big advantages that if, if I buy Bitcoin, nobody knows that I own the Bitcoin. Is that fair? That's fair. And then if I buy a some goods with this Bitcoin, nobody is going to know that I bought those goods. So for a while, I guess it was considered kind of an underworld currency, and that got gave it a little bit of a bad name. Sure. I mean, with any new technology, I would submit that there is a, an adoption curve and there's a uses of the uh, the technology in its early stages that are probably, you know, not the uh, the best use for them. Uh, you take the Internet when it first came out, uh, the email scams when email came out, and this is no different. You have... Um, some bad actors on the platform, but ultimately the utility of Bitcoin, the protocol, will will provide you know, will shine through. Yeah. Um, there have been some bad actors. There have been some actors that have tried to go at it without um, being regulated or or you know taking a wait and see kind of attitude. And, and um, unfortunately, some of those businesses are not with us today. Um, but at BitPay, we we take that compliance regulation very seriously in the absence of it we are like a first data so we govern ourselves very much like one and you um you really do qualify your merchants don't you absolutely uh, it's a, a pillar of our business so we need to kyc aml check ofac check um, all of our merchants depending on their level of of transaction processing uh, we we stair step the amount of documentation that we would require for those processing levels so um a nefarious merchant uh, somebody that you would uh, do a lot of research on. Let's say they've got problems in the past with uh, credit card chargebacks, things like that. That's probably one of the things you look at to decide whether you want to bring them on as a BitPay merchant. It's true. I mean, at this early stage of our business and the ecosystem, um, it, it makes absolute sense for us to only work with the, the good actors. Um, and there's plenty of good actors out there, plenty of legitimate businesses that, that we welcome to our platform. Um, as I was saying, yeah, Tiger we, Direct is, so, I, I guess you can call that a legitimate business. Absolutely. Right? Publicly right. traded. Right. And, and you know, how we got them to, to join with us is that they never see Bitcoin. All they, they see are dollars in. Um, and that's what BitPay does for them. So I, I guess my point is that it's such a, a new technology in a, a early stage of, of, of Bitcoin that it only makes sense for us to protect the BitPay brand and the ecosystem to keep the, the good actors on the platform. So we take it very seriously and, and now on your, are your merchants, are they, do you, do they identify you as being the Bitcoin merchant on their website? I mean, it's up to the, the merchant, um, how, how they integrate with us. Um, but we are the, the, the engine behind them accepting bitcoin as a form of payment because I, I as a consumer i guess i'd like to know that the uh the merchant that i'm dealing with it sounds to me like that's another clearance level that if i see bitpay is accepted this merchant i mean it's probably a pretty good merchant that's a, a good point and and most of our merchants do show the invoice uh, with bitpay or somehow our logo is shown and and yes buyers using um that service and seeing bitpay do have a sense of, of uh, you know, comfort when they're buying from a BitPay merchant. Um, other than Tiger Direct, give, give us a kind of a three or four of your top merchants. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, we've uh, we made some public announcement when Virgin Galactic added. So us you can buy an you can buy an airline ticket to the moon. Sure. Yep. Using your Bitcoin, you right? You can. You surely can. That's and, pretty uh, cool stuff. A couple people have done that already. And uh, oh, have they already bought the? Oh, yeah. uh, 
the airline ticket or the trip to the moon? They put the trip money? to the moon. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's one. Uh, we have a, a Lamborghini dealer. Um, we have a, a, I think it's a, a broker, a house broker, someone selling houses. Um, you know, the, the typical merchant for us are, are, are online retailers selling items of, of value. Of high value, typically, our our average sales price is over five hundred dollars. When you know a, a, a company like PayPal, I think, is under a hundred dollars. So it it's proving the the fact that Bitcoin and BitPay are are two great tools to send large value transactions over the internet in a secure, um, counterfeit proof way. And isn't it true that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but unlike PayPal or some of these others, Bit coin or the the settlement you do at bitpay that settles then yeah i mean theoretically paypal doesn't settle for three or four days right well when a buyer pays with bitcoin we are monitoring the network and see that payment immediately hit on the on the blockchain Mm -hmm. so that is almost instantaneous now the fact that it takes about 45 minutes to to put that transaction in a block and which then kicks off our ability to pay the merchant. You know that takes forty-five minutes, um, and then we pay the merchant the next day. So there is a lag there, but um, yes, the ins- the payment is instantaneous. I can send you five dollars across this table and have it land in your wallet just as fast as I could send it to a relative in Spain. Wow, wow. So uh, we had a show earlier about um, electronic currency, and and we basically said that. Uh, Everything's going to end up on your phone. So this sounds like um, this might be the digital currency might be the thing that ultimately just ends up on the phone. Yeah. I mean, mobile is, is where it is at. We, we all, I think, um, you think back to when you were writing checks, which I still do on occasion, but try not to. Or actually, when I step foot in a bank, which I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try not to step foot in there either. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I like dealing back- with the customers. You think back about how that has evolved and how that went to you know, credit cards and, and people using their debit cards from checks. And, you know, ultimately, yes, I think it, all of this technology will reside on your phone and, and someday we will not be carrying around these plastic cards that, you know, have spending values uh, well that exceed what you tend on, on buying. It's a problem when you're presenting a credit card that has, for example, $20,000 worth of buying power and you're buying a $5 item. Why would on earth would you give all those credentials to somebody? Um, and, and that kind of access, Bitcoin, you don't. Um, what I uh, talk about, I, well, let's see. I went down to your merchant list, and just to give an idea of further credibility, um, let's see. I can buy lighting using Bitcoin. I can pay my accountant. Yep. Using Bitcoin, we have attorneys, we have accountants, we have flight instructors. I can uh, buy wine. You can buy you, wine. Bitcoin. I can give money to my favorite charity using Bitcoin. I can buy clothes. Yep. Buy games. I can buy shop. Uh, uh, Tiger Directs. So I can buy a TV. I could buy golf clubs. I could whatever. Right. Sure. And there's also a company out there called Gift that allows you to buy gift cards uh, using our platform. They're they're a BitPay merchant. And I can give to my favorite political campaign. You can. Actually, and I can buy flying lessons. That's the one I saw. There's a company called FAA out there, but I thought, man, you can pay the FAA, but it's a it's a guy that offers flying lessons. He's selling them in Bitcoin. What's the government think about all this? I'm a libertarian, I'll be honest with you, so I like all this going on. But what's the government's got a 
find a way to put their hands on this somehow. Sure. What's going on with that? Uh, I've been encouraged, actually, by how the United States you know, uh, has regarded Bitcoin on a federal and, and somewhat on a state level. Uh, federally, you know, FinCEN's been very clear about you know what Bitcoin is and how we need to be operating as a as a payment processor. Uh, states is a little less clear. There are a handful of them that that we may need to to uh, obtain licenses. We're working with all of those states to make sure that we are not running afoul of any current regulation. But you know, I think the buckets are there. It's just they need to be updated for digital currency. If you're a if you're holding someone's funds, you're a bank. If you are uh, investing someone's funds, you're you're governed by the SEC. If you are um, transmitting funds, there are r- rules for money transmitters. And if you're a merchant acquirer, there are rules for that. So uh, they just need to take into account what um, you know what other things are are at issue with the digital currency. Uh, and, this is on the money. This hi, this is Joe Moss with Embassy National Bank, and we're having a good conversation about BitPay and Bitcoin with. Uh, Brian Crone, who is the CFO of BitPay, a merchant settlement company for Bitcoin here in a um, big, big growing company, actually just right downtown in Buckhead. So uh, not only is it exciting to talk to Brian, it's exciting that all this is going on in Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of become a little Silicon Valley, isn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, we're, we're excited. We're here in Atlanta for a reason. Um, the, all the big payment processors are here. Uh, we've got a great um, talent pool of, of engineers. Um, we're a little partial to Georgia Tech. And, um, yeah, so we, we couldn't be happier and, and we look to fit in here well with, with the other pr- payment processors and hopefully make a billion dollar company out of this. There you go. Now, you just had a, a private capital raise, correct? We did. We just closed a Series you, A round. Can you talk about that? I can. It's public uh, okay. knowledge now. So we spent the last nine months kind of going through a, a number of potential investors uh, for our business and we we landed on on one called index ventures out of the UK and um, our seed investors uh, participated in this round as well and we brought in a few other critical um, we thought uh, investors that were very action oriented in the payment space that could help us uh, grow to where we want to go did I hear you say you selected your investors uh yeah we did I mean, well that's we were, pretty special yeah I mean it, like? it was it was uh well I mean, we're in a, in a very hot spot right now. Bit, Bitcoin is a, a hot technology, and a lot of smart investment money is looking at this now, and we were encouraged by that. We, um, you know, we're humble, believe me. I mean, it was uh, Bitcoin could turn sideways. We don't think it would or, or will at this point, but um, yeah, I mean, we we were vetting a lot of different uh, people coming wanting to invest in us, and the fact was that it wasn't about the money; it was about you know action. An action-oriented, uh, you know, cap table for us is what yeah. we wanted. Futuristic, yes. Got to sit back and kind of wait and hold, and be able to take some risk. And yep. But I thought of another thing uh, while we were talking here. Uh, there is one more compelling reason for consumers in the U.S. to accept Bitcoin, and and that is you hear it all the time. These these department stores or or, or shopping sites getting hacked and leaking credit card data to you know hundreds of thousands or millions of people uh, that creates a real pain on on you and I not just because we've had our credit card compromised and have to go through the, the things of getting our monthly charges reset up with our, our gym or whatever but um, that that's time wasted and and that goes away with Bitcoin um, now with Bitcoin uh, it's tough to have it 
there have been some some Bitcoin has been hacked, hasn't it, or has it not been? Yeah, I mean that, that's part of the reason why adoption of Bitcoin has not taken off, I guess, as fast as it, as it would because the utility is there, and it's really around security around the wallets. Uh, no longer is a username and password that you're accustomed to with with your your, your email going to be sufficient enough to to hold Bitcoin that has value. Um, so we were. We're looking at wallets and, and, and advances in wallet technology that will safeguard those assets in a better, better way that's easier for, for the common person that's not a, you know, computer science engineer mm -hmm. to secure their, their, their money. Um, much like cash or, or anything you hold, you don't hold a lot of cash or your, your life savings in your wallet. So you wouldn't really want to do that either with Bitcoin. You would keep some walking around money in your, in your wallet. But if you really want to secure your, your savings or your investment or your, your 401k in Bitcoin, then you're looking at other types of storage, uh, cold storage, offline storage, uh, perhaps even, um, you know, using a third party to take care of that for you, like a bank. I was doing a little research on, well, one thing I'd like to do is when I see a technology emerge, I try to, Google around it and see what kind of small businesses are popping up because mm -hmm. it usually is a great starting point for a small business. Um, you guys started the, the merchant side of it. Now I saw something about Bitcoin mining. Yep. And I guess that's where somehow the Bitcoin is created. Sure. Um, in layman terms, can you walk through that? What sure. that looks like? Is there an opportunity there for somebody? Yeah. I mean, so. Right now, the, the ecosystem really is, is focusing on, on wallet services, on exchange services. Uh, the, there's mining, and then there's, there's merchant processing. Um, what the miners do is actually secure the network. So with a visa and the visa rails, you have a visa data center, and they, they have all of the data in a central spot. With Bitcoin, that's a distributed peer-to-peer -peer network. So what the miner, miners do on this network is actually validate the transactions that are going across the network so that Bitcoin cannot be double spent. That uh, when someone has the private keys to a, a Bitcoin and, and composes a transaction and broadcasts it over the, over the Bit blockchain network, these miners actually are validating that they are the legitimate person that would be executing this transaction and that is going and where it's going. And they confirm and validate it in a block. What miners get then is a, a if they find a block or create a block, they get a fee out of this mathematical algorithm for their work. So they're buying, you know, very powerful computers to do these mathematical calculations to get the reward of of completing a block, and they get issued new Bitcoin for that work. Hmm. I don't know that I completely understand that, but um, it's good enough. So <laughs> how do I know that I if I have Bitcoin in my wallet? How am I sure that I'm going to be able to spend that Bitcoin and somebody's going to say, yeah, that Bitcoin is good? Okay. So with the wallet, you have a private key and you have a public key. The okay. public key is what you would announce to me, for example, if, if uh, you wanted me to send you money. So I use that address. I compose a transaction on my wallet using my private key and send it that, that value to you. Um, I have to safeguard my private keys. And I do that by encrypting my wallet with a very, very strong password. So as long as I've done that, uh, it makes it difficult for it to be hacked. Now, passwords are hacked all the time. So how do you even make that any even better? Um, the Bitcoin community is, is looking at 
Uh, and we're looking at what's called a multi-signature wallet. So no one person can compose a transaction and send it, but rather two people, one person would compose it, another person would have to approve it for that to be broadcast over the network. So that kind of technology, uh, I think, would will go a long way to helping secure wallets. And then I saw, uh, I, I've seen um, public places where people are just matching phones up and they're settling Bitcoin just through matching up phones. Sure. So that would be just like I was explaining earlier. If I wanted to send you Bitcoin, you'd simply turn on your camera and I would present you a QR code. And by you scanning my QR code, you now have my address and you can now send money to me. Okay. Or vice versa. Interesting. Um, what so far has been the, that you've seen, the largest purchase using Bitcoin? Uh, I believe it would probably be the miners today still. I mean, we're selling, we, we have, almost every major mining man, mining manufacturer on our platform. And when they release new hardware that is faster than the latest, uh, typically those sell out pretty quickly. Um, we're talking you know, several millions of dollars a day. Mm. And these hardware components are, are quite expensive. So for us, um, the, the biggest month we did was in November was 30 million and it consisted of a lot of mining hardware. So hmm. those are the largest ones today, but, um, we expect as, as we're working, uh, our sales channels, uh, that we will, we'll find other large ones. But I think those are the highest dollar items that we're selling right now. So if I could equate this back to the dark ages, a, uh, a mining, someone who is a, a Bitcoin miner is basically running a part of a printing press for dollars. Is that fair? And no, the, not really. No, I mean, no. It, it's truly a a. It's truly the power of the network of the peer to peer network that says that this transaction is valid and this transaction isn't. And if you have enough computing power saying that one is more power, is is correct and one isn't, that's the hashing power that that says this is the correct transaction and, and validate this one. What is the most unusual purchase that you've seen with Bitcoin? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I used to think it was the, the flight to the moon, but, I mean, that's, that's, there's enough that's business there. There's enough people buying I guess people them. are buying trips to Everest using Bitcoin, I would think. Yep. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have visibility into the actual transactions. Uh, we only hear about the ones that make some news, but um, I'm sure there's been some interesting ones. <laughs> Uh, this is On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Moss, and we're talking about BitPay and Bitcoin with uh, Mr. Brian Crone, who is the CFO. Um, what is the what merchant has signed up that you would least suspect that would want to process or take payment via Bitcoin? Well, I wouldn't say one merchant. I mean, for us, like I said earlier, it's really about online retailers. That's that's. You know, they have the heart, the, the highest risk of having chargeback fraud because they have card not present transactions happening. Um, so by far, that's the most of our business. So when I think about brick and mortar, um, it's completely appropriate. You can transact a Bitcoin transaction just as easily as you can over the internet. Um, however, if you're there face to face, um, uh, it's probably not the, the, the most compelling use case for Bitcoin today. Uh, however, I do have my car wash accepting Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs>
but I'm the only one paying them. Well, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to the question I've been wanting to ask. If you're a merchant, why would you not decide to accept Bitcoin? There really is no reason not to. The, the risk is is very, very, very low. I mean, you have a scenario where you're able to now accept payment from anyone in the world with no counterparty risk, no chargeback fraud. So you've now opened your business to international uh, possibilities. Secondly, again, the, the, the pricing is vastly cheaper than, than the current credit card rail system. And then, you know, the other the other one is... is uh, the, the chargeback the, the, the chargeback fraud, I yeah, mean, if absolutely. I were, if I were a uh, merchant, that's what I would be hanging my hat on. And I can do it online or I can do it if I got an iPad. I just It's pretty simple just to install your 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 code yep. and uh, and settle up through my iPad with the other guy's phone. Correct. So you would you would choose a wallet of your of your choosing. We, we're not a wallet service, but you would you download a wallet, get some Bitcoin, and off you go to the merchant to spend those Bitcoin, and then we would process that for the merchant. Now, is there anything that the merchant should uh, should they feel like that should the merchant feel like they're going to get targeted by? Um, by Homeland Security or anybody like that because they're accepting Bitcoin? No. Um, the only thing that they would be targeted by is, I think, buyers, which I think all merchants can appreciate. Well, that's, that's my next question is, <laughs> tell me about your net revenue increase for a merchant if you then decide to accept Bitcoin. Yeah, what we've seen for most of our merchants is that um, when they decide to accept Bitcoin, that they're not cannibalizing any of their current payment methods. So it is net new business. And, you know, these are typically young male tech savvy uh, kind of guys today. Um, but we are expanding, the, obviously, to, to other demographics. Um, but today, that's uh, largely where the, the, the Bitcoin are, are residing. You know, your question about Homeland Security, for the merchant, again, they don't need to accept Bitcoin. They don't need to see Bitcoin. That's the service that we provide. So they're simply adding another way for a buyer to buy things from them. And we settle to them the next day in dollars, euros, wherever they happen to live. So it's for them and their, their CFO, uh, they're going to continue to see the currencies that they've typically worked with. All right. So, um, Obviously, in your opinion, Bitcoin is a Bitcoin or whatever it morphs into is a viable currency. It's here to stay. Bit, Bitcoin, uh, digital currencies are here to stay. Bitcoin, I think, has great traction, has great market cap of over 12 billion, I think it is now. Um, however, you know, it's open source. It's an open source software, so if there is a better technology, it could simply be adopted into Bitcoin. Hmm. Um, and, of course, our platform is currency agnostic, so whatever is the most you know, uh, counterfeit-proof digital currency uh, around is, is what we'll process. So it's not like, uh, I guess, the Wall Street Journal was asking the question, is this going to be like the tulip craze in Holland? I don't know what that was all about back in the 70s, but that kind of went away as a fad. I don't know, but... To me, this is what I can tell. This stuff is here to stay. You might as well get on board. I agree. I mean, it's 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 Bitcoin as a protocol. Um, you know, the, the utility of currency has application. The utility of it being a ledger in the in the cloud and being a a public ledger and, and a very well locked up currency in the cloud. That's right. So when you talk about you know titles and, and deeds and, and those kinds of, of smart contracts, all that can be handled in a much more efficient. Um, cost-effective way using this technology. And we're getting toward the end, but um, I guess let's kind of summarize for the merchant. One is very acceptable currency. 
um, really no reason not to accept it because um, it's cheaper to accept than Visa or Master Charge, um, cheaper than cash, equivalent to cash in its value. Um, if they process through BitPay, they're not going to take any valuation risk at all on it. So uh, they're they're not. It's not like they're investing in Bitcoin unless they choose to accept the payment in, in the actual Bitcoin, which you will accommodate. That's correct. If they want to be settled in Bitcoin or any percentage of Bitcoin in, in fiat currency, we can accommodate that on our platform. But yes, if the merchant decides to be settled in Bitcoin, just like if they decide to be settled in U.S. dollars, you assume currency risk at that point. But through the transaction process, if you are charging a hundred dollars for a product and a buyer pays in Bitcoin for that item, you are guaranteed $100 back from BitPay, less our fee. All right, and then I can also say that uh, BitPay is a good credit risk for that because we bank them, and uh, I, I can tell you that uh, they're a very, very good customer and, and one that we have a good relationship with. And if you're buying stuff on the Internet and you want to use Bitcoin, look for that BitPay label, right? Absolutely. Because the again, BitPay qualifies all its merchants, so you know if that merchant has been qualified by BitPay, then uh, they're known for doing and and having a real good service record with their customers. Absolutely. If if we have a merchant on our platform that's getting complaints even after we've onboarded them and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then you know we're very diligent about um, making sure that the 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 merchant is not on our platform. And um, and the and the money is. Good is is hard cash, good funds at the moment of settlement. Although it takes a day to get their money, um, and uh, just like a credit card, just like a credit card, cheaper than the credit card, and uh, you don't have that chargeback risk. It's a big, big selling point for our merchants that are running on on thin net margins. This is a big pickup, and is a compelling reason to look at accepting. And uh, and I can tell you as a banker that. Uh, uh, Bitcoin and people like BitPay are really setting this whole payment processing industry, which is a huge industry. You're setting it on its ear, and they're really starting to take notice. They are. Bit, you know. Bitcoin is is attacking kind of the the edges today. It, it's it works very well where credit cards don't. So large transactions and and small transactions, um, but certainly we'll go towards the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Brian, we've kind of reached the uh, end of the show today. I really appreciate you being on. I really, really do. I, thank you again, Joe. It was fun, and I uh, hope to do it again. And um, and I'm sure that the, your company's success is going to continue, and, and uh, uh, we're, Embassy is glad to have a little little piece of it. Great. I'll give you the last word. What, what do you want to summarize in your words for the merchant? For the merchants, I mean, again, it's 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 very little risk, and you know we're here in Atlanta. Um, we're on, amongst all the large payment processors, and we um, are looking to grow this business into a, a, a billion dollar business and do some disrupting in payments. Yeah, and as a merchant, have a little fun. Sign up for Bitcoin. Risk through, nothing through BitPay. Yes. <laughs> all right, <laughs> thank Brian. You. Thank you so much. Hey, this has uh, been on the money. Brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Moss, the the host of On the Money. Just had a great conversation on BitPay and Bitcoin with Brian uh, Crone of BitPay Inc. And um, you know this is a this is a real live deal. It just 
you just need to go ahead and jump on board if for a merchant and uh this way you can avoid a lot of the financial minefields that are out there relative to accepting payments um so we'll see you next week and appreciate you stopping in and be careful out there Thank you.